What's up, Geek Vibes Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Full Court Press, episode number 25, because we actually keep count on this channel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shots fired. Um, uh, we're, we're calling this one Injury Bug. We're going to be talking about all the injuries in this season uh, a little later on in the show. Um, but uh, but first things first, I'm your host, Nick. Uh, joining me uh, after a... Uh, is it has it been last two shows? Were you on last last week? You were off last week. No, you? I've been out like two weeks, man. Two two weeks, <laughs> yeah. So everybody, yeah. give it up for Joel. He's back. If I knew which one was the applaud button, I would hit that. It's somewhere on here. <laughs> it's somewhere on there. I think it's the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is that it? Uh, I'll, oh, take it. Work. I'll take the work. I'll take the yeah, I'll give you another one. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back, my friend. It's good to have you back. Thank you, thank you. Indeed, sir. Uh, Jawan hopefully will be joining us very shortly. Uh, but in the mm-hmm. meantime, let's go ahead and jump into some topics. Man, the Cleveland Cavaliers are on a 12-game yep. winning streak and look poised yep. to go to their fourth consecutive NBA Finals. Um, is Two questions. Is this LeBron's best team thus far? And with a healthy Isaiah Thomas, can they beat a Western Conference champion. I'm not crowning the Golden State Warriors. Kind of pisses me off that everybody's just like, can they beat the Warriors? Like, there's no guarantee the Warriors are going to make it out. Like, let's stop yeah. pretending yeah. that like that everybody else in the league didn't get better. Like, you right. know. So, I'm just like, can they beat whoever comes out of the West? Probably 75% likely chance that it's the Warriors, but I, I still give the field 25% oh. chance. Um, but yeah, I mean, first let's start with this. Is this LeBron's best season? Uh, it's been his best season in a while. If it's not his best, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um, yeah, because he's been quiet. I mean, every, like every year is a good year for LeBron. There's really no bad year right. for LeBron. Um, but he's really kind of coasted, you know, because his teams are usually so good. It's like, oh, we'll just take our time and go mm-hmm. from there, and they'll turn it on. And even last year when he played and, a lot of minutes it was still like he rested a lot of games and, yep. you know, like he, he played a lot of minutes, but he didn't, I guess he didn't play as much in those minutes, I guess it kind of seems like, because he had Kyrie. Yeah, 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 exactly. He can take some time off and Kyrie could take them. Even not that they played well when it was just him on the floor, but um, LeBron had, and the problem was they started so badly, he kind of had to turn it up early. And so you worry that maybe he, he might tire himself out by the end of the year. But the team is playing better. But they are hurt. I mean, they're a hurt team. Uh, Shumpert's out. Tristan Thompson's out. They haven't had Isaiah Thomas all year, obviously, due to the injury. So they're not, they're really just starting. And then they have to act. Then they got to acclimate later to their new acquisitions when those guys get healthy. And this team could be a whole other level later on, for all we know. But, yeah, LeBron is. MVP level right now usually is, but like he's stepped it up because he had to, you know. Yeah, and I I completely agree. I mean, I think I think you could definitely make an argument for. I think it was that second to last season he had in Miami um, mm-hmm. when he was just balling out like crazy because it was kind of when the the big three kind of started to hit a wall down there. I mean, Bosch was still going pretty strong at that point, but D Wade was just constantly banged up. And you could tell yeah. LeBron was having to do more. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I mean that I I can't remember if it was the last year he was there or if it was the second last year he was there, but the, one of those two years he was just balling out like crazy. Um, and like I think that you can you can make an argument for that, but I I mean I think this is probably at least statistically speaking his best year um, thus far. Now we still have a long way to go. Um, yeah, but, yeah. but the guy is just playing <laughs> right. But the guy is just playing. It's 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 so crazy to me that you you get a guy like LeBron who just gets better at something every year. Every every off season, he's worked hard at something, and he comes back better at it than he was the year before. Um, and this year, he's he's made a very conscious effort to shoot better from the stripe. Um, and you know, I think uh, he's he's kind of made a, another conscious effort to um, try and bring a little more balance to his game. Um, as far as you know, he he expanded uh, his range uh, at the last off season. And so last year mm-hmm. he shot from beyond the arc a lot better, you know, than he had in, in previous years. Um, but it's like he's used that to kind of expand his game. He's playing a little post play. He's getting to the bucket mm-hmm. like he was back in Miami. Um, he just he, he just completely like every off season the guy just has an evolution to his game where you thought I, I didn't I didn't think this guy could get better than he already is. And yeah, right. he still does. It's crazy, man. I mean, a lot of LeBron haters out there, a lot of people who love him probably a little too much. Um, but Definitely. I think, I think, I think at least you and I, I won't speak for Juwan cause he's not here, but I think at least you and I were, were kind of in that, in that rarefied um, middle ground where we're in awe of his game and utter appreciation mm-hmm. of his game. Um, but you know, aren't necessarily on the, He's the greatest player to ever play, and whoever will play, you know, we're not we're not there. Oh yeah, I'm not that high on him, but I do respect respect, and I don't hate him as much as I used to. He's definitely growing on me again. But I liked him a lot in the beginning. Then he went to Miami, and ah, I hate you. And then he and he came back to Cleveland, and I kind of like him again after that. (laughs) Yeah, well, hey man, that's that's uh, that's I think that's part of why he did it. (laughs) Get back in the good graces. I mean, it worked. I mean, I I said from from the beginning when he when he penned that letter, I was like, man, this is going to be great for his career. Like, I don't know if he'll win a championship, which he did. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but I but I always thought too that him going back there gave him a better opportunity to win a championship um, because of obviously the pieces that he could um, put around him that were a little bit younger. Um, little did we know though that the Warriors were going to you know come up out of nowhere. Um, the rose that, that grew from the concrete, as Tupac would say. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, man. Talk about I mean, development. <laughs> yeah, no shit, right? Um, and then a, and then a very fortuitous uh, um, cap space situation to uh, to bring yeah. in, you know, second, third best player in the league. Um, yeah. But nevertheless, uh, we are where we are, and LeBron's balling out a 12-game winning streak. Last I checked, they were losing um, to uh, Sacramento of all teams. Uh, not sure where that game is uh, right now. If Juwan was here, he would tell us, like, he split. Oh, I feel right. like he's always got it all pulled up. Um, Sacramento, you uh, said? It's a, a two-point. Yeah, Cleveland's up by two with tied. a minute 35 remaining. Oh, is it tied now? Okay. Well, no, no, um, they're up two. Cleveland's up two. Uh, there, there's, there's the man with the plan. 
Okay. There he is. There What's go. up, Joan? What's going on, guys? Sorry I'm late. Uh, oh, no problem, brother. No problem. Um, we were just remarking on the fact that whenever we need a score, you, you always pop in with it real quick, and we were we probably just wasted a minute <laughs> trying to check on the Cleveland game. <laughs> we're, we're helpless without you, man. Um, <laughs> or, or we're at least bumbling fools for a minute. Um, but hey, I wanted I wanted to throw uh, the question uh, to you before we move on to part two of this this first question. Um, is this LeBron's best season uh, so far in his career, thus far through the season? Uh, I may be a little incorrect with this, um, but I think it's his most efficient. Um, yeah. Statistical and everything, uh, but I mean, I was just listening to Paul Pierce earlier. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, when hasn't LeBron looked looked this good? Uh, you know, so it's one of those things where the numbers are a little more than usual, but he's always looked this good. Yeah, no, I mean, and and Joel and I were kind of saying saying similar. Uh, things to that, I think, especially you, Joel, that like he's he's just always good. Um, I think I, my my biggest point was um, as far as LeBron. Of course, we know he's going to hit a wall at some point, um, but he always seems to evolutionize a, a small part of his game every off season to be even better than the season before. Um, like like this year, he made a real focus on free throw shooting, um, and I think he's brought a little more balance to his game. Um, not just like chucking the ball now that he can hit threes. Um, and he still does that from time to time, but he seems like he's, he's, he's kind of making a conscious effort not to do it as much. Um, whereas I feel like last year, maybe a year before even, I can't remember, but where, where, you know, he finally got good at shooting three pointers. He kind of fell in love with that a little too much where he just kind of dribble out of the key and then, and then, you know, throw up the three and they'd go in 40% of the time, but, you know, like it's it's sometimes a lot better if if you're as big and strong as LeBron James if you can just drive to the basket and and get a shot that's like 95%. You know, good. Um, but anyway, I mean, I I mean, I just I think that that's always something that he works at. Well, I mean, what do you think about that as far as just how a, a player of his caliber is constantly able to to evolutionize his game every off season and come back just a little bit better than, than the season prior. Uh, well, that's what I was, uh, I was just about to say he's LeBron to me is kind of like how we're, we're seeing uh, Tom Brady right now. So where it's like, he's one of those guys to where it's yeah. like father Tom obviously is at some point is going to catch up with, with both of them. Uh, it's inevitable, but they seem like they've, they've cracked the code to extend time, not avoid it, just extend it. So I can see LeBron, uh, you know, like maybe if he's not able to score as efficiently, he's possibly one of the greatest passers to ever uh, play the game. So I feel like if he can't give you 15 uh, or 20 a night, he could like create 15 or 20 for somebody else. So I, yeah. I feel like he'll be able to extend his uh, career because he's able to do so many more things than just score uh, the basketball. He could just be a, an amazing passer at, like, 38 years old to where he's just averaging, like, maybe five points, six rebounds, and, like, 13 assists a game. So I feel like if he wants to, 
he could always, uh, like he said, he wanted to, uh, you know, to possibly be in the league when his when his son is. I mean, if you know his son still actually wants to play basketball, he could do it. You know, it just wouldn't be twenty eight uh, points per game, LeBron. He might just be more so uh, thirteen assists per game, LeBron. So sure. uh, yeah. he definitely cracked the code on extending. Uh, you know, uh, being able to be this successful um, in his 15th season. So, you know, shout out to LeBron. I think think that's a really interesting point, too, Um, because I don't know if you all remember this. There was – before before Kobe got injured, there was this stretch of games where he was averaging triple-digit assists for, like, a stretch of, like, maybe five – Seven games, something like that. Uh, it was like I said, it was like it was like the year, either the year leading up to his um, his injury or the year of his his injury, his Achilles injury, um, that pretty much wrecked the rest of his career. Um, but there was a there was a, a very short winded topic of conversation, like should Kobe convert to a point guard, um, because he was really good at it. Like as as much as you have to play on Kobe and his good like as good of a passer as he was, because he was a much better passer than his statistics suggest because he was such a, like, his mindset was always score the basketball. He had that MJ um, type of mindset. Um, But, Mm -hmm. I I mean, I think if you look at a player like of Kobe's caliber, I think he could have extended his career probably at least two more seasons. And, you know, he probably wouldn't have had as many health concerns had he – had he tr- tried to transition into that kind of point guard role, facilitator role, and just make shots, uh, you know, when he when he needs to, um, I just think I think the 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 hair trigger, Mamba mentality couldn't allow him to to do that, but he definitely had the skill set for it, um, and I think I think the fact that LeBron's mentality and his his approach to the game is so different, I I do. Uh, think you have a lot of credence with that. That as as he gets older, he will rely less on scoring, less on his athleticism, and more on his uh, just just ability and his basketball IQ, and kind of let that take the driver's seat, um, which some players can do and, and some players can't do, um, and 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 not even can and can't, but some players will and some players won't. You know, I think that's more of the case with Kobe. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean he's he's certainly an anomaly of a player. Um, so let, let's jump to the second part of this question. Uh, you know, with this this 12 game winning streak, potentially 13. If the Kings in this winning streak while we're having this conversation, I'm gonna be pissed because it makes us look like jackasses. <laughs> but uh, but um, no, they won. So they won. All right, 13 game winning streak then. Um, so with a healthy Isaiah Thomas, uh, can this team beat uh, a Western Conference champion? I want to throw it to you, Joel. Now, I, I, let me let me be clear on the question. It's not um, will they, but like can they? Because the talk of the town was like doesn't matter. Golden State's going to win. Doesn't matter what LeBron does. Cleveland's not winning another championship. Um, so I, you know, I just want to pose. The question: Can they beat the Western Conference champion, Joel? Well, I'll say this: uh, 
my mind is a little more open to it two weeks after the winning streak started because <laughs> it just they weren't <laughs> looking good at all. No, they weren't. Um, uh-huh. No, at all, at all. And um, but they do look really good now. <laughs> they really do. And uh, I think the Warriors have shown that that they're still the best team in the league. But they have kinks in their armor. Uh, can they be exposed? Can that can that lead to a seven game loss? I don't know. Uh, I think they they have the ability and they have the talent to do it, and they still have LeBron James. Uh, so I say, of course, they have a chance, but I'm not saying it's a likely. But definitely, yeah. So you don't think? So you you you're you're like uh, you're like Lloyd right now. Um, so right. there's a chance, right? Like you're, there's you're definitely you're, a but chance. you don't you don't yeah. really <laughs> give them a chance. I'm not confident, but I, I give them a chance. Okay, so like a one in a million. <laughs> no, no, a little better than that. <laughs> a little better than that. All right, so like ten percent, ten percent chance. Like thirty to forty percent chance. Thirty forty, okay. See, that's better. That's 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 better than than what you were sounded like. What you were leaning towards. I mean, um, I mean yeah, no, I think that's I fair. I think thirty percent chance. That's pretty fair. Right. So yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Jawan, what kind of same question, and then. Uh, also, like, what kind of percentage chance are you leaning towards? Are we talking Warriors specific, or just anyone that no, turns no, out no, to no. be the Western champ? No, I just, I, well, I specifically put that in there, and I said this to Joel earlier. I don't, uh, I don't buy into this notion that the Warriors have the West on lock. I just don't buy into that. Didn't buy into it at the beginning of the season. Don't buy into it now for different reasons. Like, I just don't. I, like I, I, it pisses me off that people want to pretend like the rest of the league didn't get better this off season. Um, yes, the Warriors are still, you know, from top uh, or at the top. We won't say top to bottom, even though they did get a little better on their bench. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the top, you know, they still have the big four and everything. But like, you know, they're not they're not undefeatable. I refuse to accept that notion. So what I'm posing is the. Are they? Will they be able to beat the Western Conference champion, which will most likely be the Warriors? I'm just not ready to crown them. Um, I don't blame you. I th- depends. Um, all right, so let's go with this notion. If it is Golden State, yes, yes, yes. I think LeBron will have a very Michael Jordan-like finals performance as far as impact. Last year, he just had numbers. Uh, the impact just didn't feel like it was there. I think he will impact these finals. And, uh, you know, if he goes into it with Isaiah, who's maybe, you know, uh, not necessarily clicking as well or whatever, he'll make it work. Um, But I I do think – I give them uh, 50% chance um, of dethroning the – the Golden State Warriors, only because I'm not only not impressed with the Golden State Warriors, I'm overly not impressed with uh, the Cavaliers either. Uh, they're winning. I, I was even going to make the joke, and that's why I'm really upset I missed the beginning of the, the opening of the show. I was even going to make the joke of the, the Cavs aren't on a winning streak. LeBron's on a winning streak. Uh, the Cavs <laughs> are like, are like they're just carrying LeBron's bags right now, and LeBron's carrying them. <laughs> 
but yeah, I, I hey, I hey, to be fair, D Wade's playing well. Kyle Corver's playing well. I think Jeff Green's no, having yeah, big games in that streak. Kevin Loves yeah, has no, been course. having a really solid season. Yeah, of course. Sorry. That's why I said I was going to lead with it as 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 a joke, not yeah, not yeah. factual, just as a joke. Yeah. Um, a shot. <laughs> obviously, now since no one really laughed, I'm glad I didn't leave with that. But anyway, um, <laughs> I, I, I I do feel. <laughs> I do feel LeBron will have more of an impact in the finals this year. And if it is Golden State, I do believe he will beat them. Uh, But I I don't know. There's something about Houston and the fact that – I don't know. There's something about Houston that makes me think Cavs will be super competitive, but that series would only go six games. I I know that sounds like insane, and I always – if the Spurs go, I always give the the edge to um, Popovich. Um, and if OKC goes, if OKC goes, I, I don't know. I'm not overly impressed with their bench. They're not deep uh, to me no, at all. Not. And um, <laughs> they have a huge problem in late game situations. And you'd assume if they're playing LeBron, they'd be in a lot of late game situations. So I, right. I'm not sure if I 100 uh, percent trust them um, to necessarily be overly dominant in a final series against uh, LeBron. But, sorry, I'm getting a little off track. To answer your question, I give him a 50% chance uh, to dethrone the Western Conference uh, champions. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm with Joel, like, about a 30% chance. Um, I was kind of expecting lower numbers, uh, actually. Um, but, I, yeah, mm-hmm. I think, like, you got a, like, got a one-in-three shot, basically, is what I, what I would say, um, which I think is, is we're all higher than what most people would say. Um I, I feel like anyway. Um, I feel like most people are just they're under, like I said, under the assumption that the Warriors are just going to win it again, and everybody just needs to to you know tune out because that's what's going to happen. Um, but no, I mean I, I do. I think I think it, it's going to depend on Isaiah Thomas to me um, because they're going to need his firepower. Um, they're going to need that extra offensive weapon, um, and it's good still. It's, it's still a huge concern for me is is you know how do you how do you shield him defensively like how do you how do you hide him on defense because um, he's he's such a like it sucks too because it's not his fault he's just five foot seven like you can't it, it's like that would be like me going out and or like a much more uber athletic version of myself going out and trying to guard NBA players it's like not it's not his fault it's just the way it is um so i mean i, I think i think two things i think if it is um if it's the warriors uh if it's a different team it'd be a, a different story every match is different but if it's the warriors then it'll be a combination of two things that's going to have to happen for them to win one Isaiah Thomas is going to have to play well consistently that was something we didn't get from Kyrie last year you couldn't get that consistent play out of him Um, I honestly I think Kevin Love was more consistent Um, he wasn't as good as Kyrie because Kyrie had like I think his last three games were all pretty solid but his first two were fucking rubbish Um, Kevin Love actually played well uh I think a little more consistently. He may have only had he. I think he had three good games and two not so good games too. But I feel like the effort and intensity and everything else 
was there a little more with Kevin Love, and you don't really expect as much out of Kevin Love as the other thing, as much as you would Kyrie. I think he's going to have to be consistent, and I think, too, it's, honestly, it's going to take, with a fully healthy Warriors team, it's going to take um, uh, um, Clay Thompson kind of hitting the slump again. Like, I mean, that that slump that he was in as far as his offensive game last last off season was a little crazy. Um, but if you can hide Isaiah Thomas on him and, and you can essentially rely on him not hitting that, that open three um, consistently, um, it's going to take something like that because it's going to – like Isaiah Thomas can't guard Steph. Um, he obviously can't guard KD. Uh, you might be able to hide him on Iguodala, but I would even really, really be weary about that. Um, I think your best option is to hide him on Clay Thompson because Clay Thompson's pretty much a catch and shoot guy. Um, so because he's one dimensional, it kind of helps. Um, but the, the the team defense is going to have to be is going to have to really gel and gel fast. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's I'm about thirty percent. I, I think it'll be really interesting to see how this team works once they get Isaiah Thomas back and how he can how he can fit into his role on that team. Because um, obviously offensively he's going to be uh, fairly similar. He's a fairly similar player to Kyrie as far as offensive game. Um, but you know again Kyrie's just got you know what an extra foot on the guy almost. So it's seven inches, any seven, eight, nine inches, something like that. So, I mean, that's a that's a big difference. Uh, Kyrie versus Isaiah Thomas. What he's got seven inches on him. Five seven. Well, Kyrie's ten, like six, six three. Six. I think they lift Isaiah at five nine, but yeah, it's six six. He ain't no five, five nine. nine. He's five seven. I'm just. T- I don't know. I've never stood next to him. I've seen him stand next to people. He, he ain't uh, no five nine. by what's listed. I'm just telling you what he's listed at. Just yeah, like Kevin well, Durant ain't no fucking six what's nine. Kyrie, is Kyrie? Is Kyrie <laughs> what like six two? Yeah, he was at six two. Yeah. So so yeah. I mean, still. I mean, even if you go by what's listed, he's five inches taller, and I don't believe that. I don't. He ain't no five nine. Um. But uh. But anyway. Um. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it all pans out. But that that'll be interesting. It'll be really fun to watch uh to see how Isaiah Thomas fits with that team. Cuz if it if he if he gels well, man, it's going to be super fun to watch and if he doesn't it's going to be a goddamn train wreck. Um but anyway, <laughs> let's uh let's let's move on. We got some more LeBron news. Y'all know I've been saying this for the well, first of all, report came out last week According to league sources, the Philadelphia 76ers will reportedly make a strong push to acquire LeBron James in the offseason should he choose to opt out of his contract, which he will. Um, I've been saying this for, what, guys, like six weeks, something like that? Um, mm-hmm. A lot longer than his damn report's been around. <laughs> um, uh, privately, between the three of us, anyway. Um, and... Uh, I mean, it just made the most sense to me with the with the Sixers getting off to the start that they've gotten off to, um, and I just I've never been on the the LA bandwagon. It just doesn't make sense to me. Never did um, for him to go to the Lakers. Um, but uh, what do y'all think? Um, is is well, let's let me pose it like this: One, uh, should LeBron 
even consider the the Sixers. Uh, two, should he go to the Sixers? Um, and and three, would that be a good move for LeBron and or the Sixers? Um, like, do you think uh, that it makes sense for one and not the other, or both of them, or neither of them? Um, I'm gonna throw it to you first, Jawan. Uh, okay. Yes. Uh, if you look at the NBA right now in the East, who's, uh, you know, set up the best for the future to, to have a lot of success in the East. Um, Sixers are definitely one of those teams. teams. Yeah. Sixers are definitely one of those teams. He's definitely not going to go play with Kyrie again. Um, (laughs) so, uh, Sixers are definitely, uh, you know, one of those teams. I'd even say that team. Uh, the way that they're currently constructed, they definitely have to get a new coach. Uh, but that's a different story for a different day. Uh, yeah, but you I'm bring LeBron, in LeBron, that takes care of itself, right? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Um, if I'm LeBron, I, I do, I do, uh, I do look at them. But you guys know my my biggest thing is LeBron will be entering his 16th season. If mm-hmm. I'm the Sixers, I have to look at the fact that I have a guy in Ben Simmons who if he can develop a more consistent shooting game, basically is a younger version of LeBron James. Uh, and I have a Joel Embiid who is very, if healthy, is very, very, very dominant. I do yeah. not want someone of LeBron's stature implemented into these young kids this early on. Not saying LeBron wouldn't uh, help that team with winning, wouldn't even possibly lead that team to the NBA Finals, uh, be a good leader for them, teach them. It's just I feel like a player of that stature only slows the progression of uh, young guys like that, only because those guys have to have have the ball. They have to have games to where, uh, you know, they have a chance to either win or lose the game because they learn from it. If LeBron's there and you're just winning, 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 um, with these young guys in there looking good, you then begin to think, is it LeBron or are they just that good? So you want to have time for them to be able to uh, develop that themselves. Um, and both of their sample sizes are, are just too small for me, for me to go, yeah, yeah, no, they're just, they're, they're Hall of Famers already. You know, just throw LeBron in there. Right. They're fine. We, we sure. know they're great without them. Um, but, yeah, well, if I'm the same I wanna, guy, so, let me, go ahead, I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say, let me, let me kind of pose this to you. So it kind of seems two things. It seems like you're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, it, it would be a good idea for LeBron, but not necessarily a good idea for the Sixers. And also, um, uh, well, let's start with that. Uh, well, n- well, no, because in, in the, the scheme of things, if you're Sixers brass, who's once accused of, of tanking on purpose, uh, LeBron's your golden ticket to a finals. A finals you haven't been to, I think, since 2001. So it's not necessarily a bad idea for them. I just personally think a player of that caliber kind of just slows the the maturing or the development of of a younger guy, not on purpose. It's just they don't don't have that – I don't, I don't know how to necessarily describe it. I'm probably I know what you're insane. saying. They don't, they don't have the, um, the 
the basic uh, they don't have the the natural time to progress and become their own players, their own team, right. if you will. Right. Yeah. And that I was, get, that I get was my biggest think. issue. That was my biggest issue of him possibly going to um, you know the, the the Lakers. I just don't like a guy of his stature going to such a young team so early. Maybe if Embiid had been in the league for like three or four years and he was healthy through them all and Ben Simmons had been there for a few years. Well, he has fine, been in but... the league three or four years. He just has been Well, he healthy. has. No, but I mean actually playing. Actually playing. Right, yeah. Uh, right. No, I, I know what you mean. Thing, my biggest thing is uh, Simmons and LeBron, just they're almost mirrors of each other. And I kind of feel like you'd be taking a little from Ben Simmons to give to LeBron. And I, I just don't know if that's necessarily fair. But if you're the Sixers, you obviously don't say no. And if you're LeBron, right. I mean, that'd be the best team to, to fit right into to uh, to continue winning. Um, but me personally, Long I just term, hate yeah. the idea of someone uh, in their 16th season, as great as he is, going to such a young team like that. That's just my opinion. Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, I uh, I do think – I do think it's interesting though, because we're <clears throat> we're about to talk in a little bit about um, the Rockets and how they've kind of fared with two players who play very similarly, and um, obviously we we have a pretty good example too in the Hornets of two players who play very similarly, um, who've who've in a very very small sample size um, have kind of seemed to to figure out a way to make it work. Um, now, granted. What, we're not going to really be able to determine whether it works or not until the playoffs because that's what really matters. Um, you, you can win. You can go on a little winning streak or, you know, play your best season that you've played in a while or whatever as a team, um, but we're not going to really know until then. Um, but, I mean, I, I, I think it would be interesting to have, have LeBron and Simmons on the same team. Um, but I, I, I definitely think it could work. Um, even though they they do have very very similar games, um, but I, I understand what you're saying. I do think I mean it's a give and take. Simmons would definitely have to give up uh, some of those possessions where the ball's in his hands and he's making the decisions, um, and that could kind of potentially stunt his growth um, as a player um, if you know if 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 he lets it you know essentially. Um, so uh, or or if he's just um, not as good as I think he is, I guess I'll say. Um, but let me let me throw it to you, Joel. Um, same question: um, Do you, do you think LeBron should entertain the idea of the Sixers, and do you think it would be a, a good decision for him and or the Philadelphia 76ers? Um, I think he should definitely entertain it. Uh, I'm not saying I like it because. Well, one, I'm biased because they're a division you rival. Hate and I want to see them get better. <laughs> well, that's it. <laughs> you know, uh, I like Ben Simmons. I don't, and I kind of feel like he would stunt their growth a little bit. It would, like, but I don't see how he, Ben Simmons, doesn't really compliment them. Like LeBron, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like he compliments LeBron's game because they do a lot of the same things, and he's not a shooter. Well, he's. So, He's definitely not hitting the open J. <laughs> that's for sure. No, that's what I mean. You know, it'll be very similar. They'll both be doing a lot of the same things, and that's probably where the the biggest issue is. Everything else he sure. can do because Ben Simmons is versatile. 
Um, and I like where the Sixers are headed. They're they're going in the right direction. They're trending in the right direction. They have decent players uh, currently. Um, but I can't say I hate it for them because you get you have a chance to get LeBron. You get LeBron. I think that's pretty much a given. Uh, if you can get LeBron, you do it. And if LeBron likes the situation, he should go. But to say I like it, no, because, you know, for all the reasons I just stated. Yeah, and and, and I, I like that you are um, uh, unequivocally open about your bias. <laughs> like that's, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, nah, that's cool. Um, no, I mean, here's the thing. I I've, And here's kind of why I brought it up, um, you know, several weeks back. You know, I think I think it makes the most sense for several reasons. One, the only contract they have to move is Jared Bayless, which will be easy enough. He's an expiring contract next season. Um, and they may have to move a couple other small pieces. That's only that's only a major piece they have to move, and that's still only, a, I think, a nine, eight or $9 million expiring contract. Not hard to move at all. Um, so they already have the cap space. And part of the reason that they do have that cap space is, is – Based on a brilliant decision um, to uh, to go ahead and extend Robert Covington this year, they they essentially maxed out their cap this year to pay Robert Covington um, this year. I think he's making sixteen million dollars, but uh, starting next year his salary goes down, and I think to somewhere around twelve, and then he signed on for three more years after that. Uh, on, an, on an ascending salary base. So I think he makes like 12, 13, 14, 15, something like that. Um, but the reason I bring that up is because that was, that was quintessential because if they had gone into the off season with him still on his, his rookie minimum contract, uh, they would have had to pay him a lot more in the off season. Now, granted, they could have waited – and sign LeBron, his cap hold wouldn't have been that much. So they could have waited, signed whoever they want to sign, we'll just say, um, and then signed him out for that. But this makes it where they don't have to do that. They already – whoever is going to come in to them, whoever they're going to look to sign is going to see a complete team. They have all the necessary pieces on the books. They essentially have a starting five uh, with Simmons, Fultz. Yes, I still think Fultz is going to be a starter when he comes back. Um, he just I mean, guy's been hurt all year. Um, Covington, Sarich, and Embiid. So, you know, you you can plug any player in there that's better and make whoever's not whoever doesn't fit like a six man type. Um, so, I mean, I think you could definitely plug LeBron into that situation. Uh, but not to get off track, I definitely think he should consider it. I'm kind of on the opposite end from y'all though. Um, I, I'm more hesitant on LeBron's end. Um, and, and honestly, the, the biggest reason to me is like, you're, if you're LeBron, you're going, you're not going to, to the 76ers because of Ben Simmons. You're going to the 76ers because of Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is absolutely like undoubtedly when healthy, the best player on that team. He is par none, like at least top three centers in the NBA I would say number two, just behind DeMarcus Cousins, um, and and that could change on a dime in the next couple seasons. I mean, the guy is just a beast. He's he's just such a remarkable talent. 
Um, and I think he's he, like just the guy's the guy's footwork is is just so amazing, and that's where he's got could Demarcus Cousins beat. Demarcus Cousins does not have the footwork that Joel Embiid has. Like he looks like he reminds me on a nightly basis when I watch Sixers games of Hakeem Olajuwon. Um, and it's just crazy to yeah. think that like anybody yeah. could remind you of Hakeem Olajuwon. Um, nope. But that's the thing, man. You don't know if he can stay healthy. So what, like, when I really, if like if I'm LeBron and I'm contemplating where I want to be in the off season, yeah, I mean, Philly is definitely your best option if you know they're going to be healthy. And if you know they're going to be healthy, I don't even think about it. I just sign on that dotted line. I sign a one year or two year deal with a player option. And, you know, just do your LeBron thing, right? Um, like, go try it out. If it doesn't work, you can go somewhere else, whatever. Um, but, like, I'm just it, – it makes me really nervous to think that you could go to a team where your your second option is is injured all the time and then your next best option is basically, like like both of y'all have been saying, is Ben Simmons – who is just kind of a younger version of you who can't shoot the ball. Um, like, I don't, I don't really fear that much. Like, I think Ben Simmons and LeBron would play fine together. I just don't think they would be a good one-two. I think, he, I think Simmons would be fine as a three, as a third option. Um, and, and you could even let him operate with a lot of the game with the ball in his hand because he does really well with it. Um, but... Like, you don't want it to be him and LeBron to be the linchpins to your team. And beats so important to that to that um, equation. Um, so that would be my biggest hang-up uh, if I were LeBron, is, like, wherever I decide to go, whether it be stay in Cleveland or go somewhere else, like, I want it to, I want it to set a foundation and be able to finish out my career there. Because he's, he's entering the twilight of his career. He doesn't look like it, but he is. Um, so... You know that that would be honestly my biggest fear. If I'm if I'm the Sixers, like yes, I do it immediately because like both of you guys said, um, it's LeBron James. And chemistry aside, you go get the best player. Like um, if you got a chance to get the best player, you get the best player. All that being said, though, um, I, you know, <laughs> there's there's a couple other people out there who who I going to be free agents who I might prefer. I'll just I'll just put it that way. Um there's just there's a couple guys out there that I think might fit better um for that team both for reasons that uh Juwan stated and reasons that you stated Joel as well. Um I think it's going to be a really interesting off season though. I really do. I think um all these different teams decisions and with any time LeBron's in the mix it's always super interesting. Um, but, hey, before we move on, I want to throw it back to you, Juwan. Um, did you have any, anything to add as far as, uh, you know, uh, any sort of retort to mine and Joel's statements? Um, no, you can always respect a guy who uh, is open about his, his bias. Uh, so you always got to <laughs> respect that. And, um, no, I mean, I, you made really, really good points. Uh, my only issue is it, it just it completely – well, I don't want to say completely. It could completely drain the confidence of your young players that you once told the future. You once told them that the future was in their hands. Now you're giving it to LeBron. 
so I just don't think it's a good move for, for your rookies, uh, especially Ben Simmons, because he'd have to give up a lot. I mean, his his primary uh, goal right now, well, not goal, but his primary role right now is being a facilitator because he can't shoot. So <laughs> LeBron comes that in, LeBron's the primary like asset. fucking champ. Well, yeah, yes, yes. Uh, so if LeBron comes in, LeBron's looking to do those same exact things. So if you're Ben Simmons, you go, well, I wasn't really looking to have to shoot. I just wanted I would, to pass. Now you're making me I shoot? I would say this, though. Have y'all, have y'all noticed the kind of almost um, – I, I don't want to make it like sound gay or anything between the two guys, but like – and I mean that literally. I'm not saying that in a in a pejorative term. Um, but like the love affair that's gone on between the two of them on Twitter, like, you know, uh, LeBron's or, you know, uh, them, uh, like the press asking, uh, Simmons, like what he thinks about being the next LeBron. And he's like, man, don't call me that. Like, I'm not like, man, if I was LeBron, I would be pissed that a rookie's even, you know, talked about in, in, in the same breath as me. And then, you know, LeBron comes back and says, man, he's he's really good player. Like, he could be better than me someday. He's got the potential. Like, I don't know. I think they like each other enough and they would be able to make it work. And I think that – I think Ben Simmons would – I think he would actually love with LeBron, having LeBron on his team. I really think he would. Like, I think I think the two going head-to-head in practice would be a lot of fun for them. Um, like, I don't know. I just <clears> – <throat> I see that aspect of it differently than usual want. I, I'll say this, and then I'll give jo, uh, jo, Joel a second if you wanted to add uh, add something in. I, I feel like I've been talking way more than Joel. Um, That's the usual. The biggest, thing, <laughs> the, the biggest thing I take away anytime someone is complimentary of, of another player, it just really uh, – nowadays, they're very well media trained. So a lot of the times it could it could really be in his heart, but other times we have to remember. I mean, nobody. Well, I won't say nobody. A lot of these guys, especially the newer uh, guys coming into the league, just aren't made of that cloth to where they're gonna come out and go, Nah, man. Yeah, I, I'm gonna be better than LeBron James. What, what are you talking? Like they're just not gonna do that. They're very well media trained. They know what to say. They know not to give billboard uh, bulletin material. I'm sorry. Uh, sure. So they say they they come off overly passionate uh, sometimes, not all the time. And I'm not saying that's the case here with Ben Simmons. I'm just saying a lot of times I don't take a lot of credence to players' words. I would have to I would have to see them play together um, to see how comfortable Ben looks uh, on the court with them. But I, I I won't I won't take anything away from from what you said. I'm sure maybe he, uh, LeBron is someone he looks up to, and he could learn something from LeBron. These are all the things I said. He could definitely learn from him, uh, become a better leader. Uh, well, I hope. <laughs> Kyrie didn't say it that way, but become a better leader from LeBron, and um, and you know uh, possibly move on in his career. Uh, you know, and and be a better player for it. I just don't see how that works because what LeBron likes to do, Ben Simmons has come into the league uh, doing. So I just, I, I think he'd have to give up way too much and that's not fair to him. Sure. I, yeah, I, I know where you're coming from. Um, Joel, did you have anything that? Not really. Uh, I agree with that. 
All right, then. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's move on. Um, I, uh, I I told Joel uh, maybe about a week ago I was going to put this topic in so he could gloat a little bit. And, of course, Joel mm-hmm. being Joel said, oh, I'm not trying to gloat. Y'all just, like, I'm just glad y'all recognized. Um, but anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to attempt to let him gloat. And if he, if he wants to be non-gloaty, he can, he can choose to take the high road. Um, but since recovering mm-hmm. from his injury, CP3 that is, the Rockets are 7-0. and And Chris Ball is averaging 12.4 points, 9.8 assists, 4.3 boards, 1.9 steals, 0.3 blocks, and only 1.8 turnovers a game while shooting 42.7% from the field, 41.5% from deep, and 85.7 from the charity stripe. Keep in mind also that 42.7% is is pretty low for Chris Paul, but he is taking a lot less mid-range shots than he normally does because of the offense um, that um, the Rockets Mm -hmm. try to implement. They are like a no mid-range shot kind of team. They want to either take threes. Yeah, exactly. They want to take threes or they want to get shots right at the bucket. Um, so that kind of takes away, I mean, Chris Paul, I feel like was kind of just like synonymous with that baseline, uh, I'm sorry, not baseline, that foul line jumper. Like that was like, come off that pick, um, after dribbling the ball for like 17 seconds and then spot up and shoot that jumper. (laughs) Um, which I mean, Hey, to his credit, he has at least in a short, uh, a short, um, time frame has has kind of worked himself, ingratiated himself into this offense. And he's done pretty well. He's, and I think he's averaging like right around 30 minutes a game too. Um, so obviously his numbers are down, but we all knew that would happen. Um, his assists are still really high. They're right around his, his career average. Um, he's still averaging like pretty much two steals a game, which is no surprise. And he's still averaging less than two turnovers a game, which is maybe a little high for somebody of Chris Paul's caliber. Um, but still, like, really good, for, you know, for a point guard in, in 30 minutes to play a game to, to only have two turnovers. Um, and 41.5% from deep, I think that might be a career high. Um, maybe not, though. He he's, was really good last year from three. Um, but he seems to be playing well. The team 7-0, and they're, they're, they seem to kind of have a foundation of – of how to work this out. I'm not saying it's all worked out yet. Uh, I think the toughest opponent they played is Denver in this, in this whole streak. So keep that in mind. Um, But I want to throw the question out and I want to be very careful about this particular wording um, because earlier I asked, can now I'm going to ask, will the Harden Paul experiment be enough to propel the Rockets to the Western Conference Finals. Not the NBA Finals, but will they make it, in your opinion, obviously none of us are fucking Miss Cleo, um, but um, <laughs> in your opinion, will they make it to the Western Conference Finals, Joel? And don't tell me, well, they can. We all know they can. Mm-hmm. Will they? Will they make it to the Western Conference Finals if you had to predict? I uh, I don't know if they will. I'm not Miss Cleo. As you said. <laughs> I fucking knew you were going to say that. God damn it. Um, well, like, go out on a limb. Make a decision. 
I don't like to do that. I like to just say I know. Maybe. You never do. You're always like, <laughs> you, you always beat around the bush, man. You're like a politician. You don't want to answer I'm the question. I'm just not confident in it. Yeah, I'm not super confident. I'm the, anybody taking out the Warriors. That's how I felt about the Cleveland, too, you know? No, 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 no. Uh, no. But, but the here's what I'm saying. Them, no. I'm just saying to make the Western Conference Finals. I'm not even saying to win oh, the Western yeah, Conference. Yeah, yeah. Just to make it the can, Western Conference. I think they can, definitely. Yeah, yeah. No, of course yeah, they yeah. can, but will they? <laughs> I don't know. Do you think they will? I'm not a no, I'm not asking. Okay, do you think they will make the Western Conference Finals? That's the question. Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. He said maybe. God damn it. All right, Jawan. Yeah, fuck Joel. Joel. <laughs> Rock. No, I'm playing. Go ahead, Joel. You go beat um, around the bush for like three more minutes. You son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, well, as I said, uh, the Rockets, <laughs> uh, they have a shooter's chance, guys. They have the shooter's chance because they're the best, yes. probably the best shooting team in the league. Um, they had it last year and probably more so this year. James Harden really is still playing MVP level basketball from last Hell year, yeah. but probably with less minutes on his legs. Um, I think as long as he's healthy and not tired, they have a definite chance. High percentage chance of making the Western Conference Finals and possibly even getting to the finals. But um, yeah, I, I, I always said they're gonna be they're more of a regular season team than they are a playoff team. I want to see what they can do in the playoffs. That's why I'm not confident in the idea of saying yes, they're definitely gonna make it because I gotta see what they do in the playoffs. I'm more I knew they were gonna be a good regular season team because well, okay, why, that's, I mean, fine. that's how they were last year. Yeah, and I get it. I get I get that you don't like to, you know, you don't like to pontificate. You like to have the facts in front of you and then talk about the facts as they happened. I get that. Here's That's the thing. Style. I don't like to be wrong. I don't like that uh, feeling. I don't like the feeling of being uh, wrong. So I try well, not just, to... Be very bold gonna, most of the time. Yeah, but, like, I'm just going to say this. Like, pick two teams right now to make the Western Conference Finals, if you had to guess. I would – I picked – I had Rockets and Warriors to begin with. There you go. Okay, so, yeah, so that's, then that's, that's your answer is fucking yes, dude. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> but I still – Yeah, I just well, – being, being who I am, you know, I'm still not going to say well, it's a definite, but it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know. I mean, I was trying trying to make the question as least definite as it had to be to get a fucking answer out of you. Yeah. You know, I'm just not not that kind of person. (laughs) I think, Joel, if you look at You're a very gray area. You're a gray Jedi, Joel. You you are. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like the... I'm not... I don't like to stick my chest out and brag. (laughs) That's not the kind kind of person I am. I kind of... I don't like to do that, uh, but I I I do think they'll make it. I think they'll make it to the Western Conference Finals. I, I, they're a good team. I, I think they've proven they're a good team. Chris Paul and James Harden play well together. I figured they would, and they did. Um, but I had the same worries you guys had when they got together. I'm like, how's that really going to work? Because they both need the ball. But James has played off the ball before, so I really wasn't that completely worried about it. Um, and I always figured he was an upgrade over Beverly. So, 
that's just how I looked at it. I figured you were placing with Beverly. That's, and that's and in my head, that did the math. And it's like, well, it has to be better. And then they added two good defenders on the bench. I'm like, there has to be better. Yeah, Tucker and Bob Mute cannot be understated. Like, yeah, such great acquisitions yeah. in in the offseason. And I think, I think honestly, those, those are going to play together, of course, are going to play kind of equal to the Chris Ball acquisition because you – because mm-hmm. you could you could put I'm not saying Beverly is this guy but you could put somebody in who's wait wait what would you say Chris Paul's what I mean still I mean I know he's older but what still like top five point guard in the NBA top seven at least right uh, top ten <laughs> yeah top ten point point guard I if you think there's nine other point guards want- better than well, well here's my point. Somewhere in the well, top ten. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. Well, here's my point. What I'm what I'm trying to get at is I think this team could be just as efficient with somebody who's not as talented as Chris Paul. Um, I think mm-hmm. he's underutilized, well, right. which is not necessarily not, – not to say that's not – like it, it's still – it's best for the team for him to be slightly underutilized, and that's fine. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the acquisitions of, of Tucker – and Bamute, who are kind of fully utilized in their particular roles, are just as important as, as the acquisition of Chris Paul as far as this team's success in the playoffs because they need to play a little bit of defense. And those two guys bring yeah. that. And they've also – both of those guys have been have been really pivotal. Great. Pivotal. God damn, I can't speak. Pivotal. 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 Thank you. Um, parts to, uh, to this, uh, this team's success thus far this season. And uh, I think Bob Mute is actually, like, shooting really well from beyond the arc, too. So that's kind of surprising. Yeah, um, not a given, good year. Given, yeah, yeah, and, and especially given, like, his role with with um, uh, the Clippers last season. So it's, it's, it's a lot of interesting factors. But, uh, Juwan, sorry, I kind of cut you off. Um, same question to you. Um, tell Joel why he is right or why he is wrong. <laughs> Uh, to the man who always deals in absolutes. <laughs> yeah, no, yes. I, I only deal in absolutes. It's a walking absolute. Uh, they, they will not uh, be in the um, in the Western Conference Finals. I think the two biggest <clears throat> uh, things to go against the Rockets are size and coaching. I think what will come down to them not making it is either coaching or the I have in mind three teams I think will make it to the, the Western Conference uh, Finals. One of them being I do not think this Rockets team is better than the Spurs when Kawhi comes back. I do not give any kind of edge to Houston. Uh, I just think the Spurs are able to do things to them defensively uh, that it just seems like year to year they can't get by. Um so that that's one team. Uh, coaching as far as uh, well, no, I'm sorry, not coaching yet. Hold up, coaching as far as uh, the Spurs. Sorry, that's what I meant. Uh, size, I have the Pelicans over the Rockets, uh, possibly going to the Western Conference Finals, and I'm still not giving up on OKC going there. I'm just not as confident that if they get there, they'll go past that point. Uh, but I'm still not giving up on them going there. Um, but yeah, I, 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 my biggest thing with the Rockets and, uh, as Joel was saying, um, to, to give, uh, Chris Paul and Harden more time, 
the biggest thing I, I was always telling you, Joel, was um, I don't care about the regular season. Uh, I don't think Chris Paul uh, infinitely makes that team better um, than they were last year. Like, I don't think that wins you any more games than they won last year. Um, I'm just I, – I, I, you could say maybe I'm just not that confident in Chris Paul. Um, and yeah, I say, that's yeah, what I'm you're right. Say. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, you're I mean, hey, right. it's, hey, Joel, for the for you being the king of, um, like talking about what has happened, and like you, like you're you very much are a person who likes to um, deal in in facts and in uh, experience uh, or. or, or uh, to look back on what happened and then talk about it, not to pontificate on what may or may not happen. Um, Juwan's got really good ground to stand on because obviously Chris Paul's never made it to a Western Conference final. Now we could go into you know, any laundry list of reasons as to why that is. I know, but the, whether whether or not any of those reasons um, hold water or not, it, it, that's nevertheless still a fact. I I yeah. would even go I mean, as far well, as I'm not arguing um, with that. Uh, with with that point, Nick, if let's say the Rockets make it to the Western Conference Finals, right? I already gave my answer, so that's why I'm I'm, I'm playing the the what if game. Um, if they do get to the Western Conference Finals, that won't tell me anything, mainly because the Rockets have been to the Western Conference Finals before. So if they get to the finals, and and Chris Paul is a huge part of of that, then I will I will on air say you were you were right, Joel. I should have given them more of a chance. I should have maybe believed in the the uh, the, the greatness of, of Chris Paul uh, a lot more than I did. I shouldn't have slept on him as much. Um, but if they make it to the Western Conference Finals, that still doesn't tell me anything. They've done that before. They'd have to make it to the finals for me to think that this Chris Paul ac- uh, acquisition uh, was necessarily a success. Okay, well, yeah, that's okay, very hard that, but... for any team to live up to. <laughs> well, and and again too, they yeah they've made it. They haven't made it to the Western Conference Finals since I think since the Artest teams, um, yeah, since they made it against that. the Lakers, right? Who the the Rockets? Yeah. No, the Rockets, Rockets made it a yeah. few years ago. No, the Rockets made it a few to, years ago. To the Western the Conference Finals. Them. Yeah, no, the Warriors didn't. beat them in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, they did. I'll pull no, it up. The, no, I'll pull it up. I don't remember what year. What year was it? I don't. I don't think uh, so. Don't, that doesn't up. sound right at all. Yeah, pull it up. I don't. I don't think you're correct in that assessment at all. I don't think they've ever made it to the Western Conference Finals with James Harden. Uh, did they? Keep keep talking. I'm I'm pulling it up. Okay. Um, yeah, well, you pull it up. I'll say yes, this. right here, right here. Um, 2015 okay. NBA Western Conference Finals: Houston Rockets versus the Golden State Warriors. Okay. okay. All right. Well, I, now I even have more I've confidence. Got a, <laughs> I've got it. I've got a short memory then, because um, I, I do not recall that being a series. I thought uh, I thought that was the year that the um, that the Rockets got got beat out by the Clippers, and then I no, the actually, that. Was, was that a year before? Actually, what's funny about that? What's funny about that the most is it was when they had Dwight Howard, and I'm looking at some of these uh, points per game that these guys had. Curry was Dwight averaging, had a shitty. Uh, Series. Yes, and Curry was averaging borderline thirty points per game. He had a couple of games where he was either shoot, uh, where he either had thirty-four, thirty-four. He was MVP that year. Twenty-six. No? Yes, he was the MVP that yes, year. He was. 
right. Yep. And that was the year Andre uh, Iguodala won the uh, finals MVP. Finals MVP. Right. All right. I remember that year. Yeah. I remember the finals, at least. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just not the Western Conference finals. Yeah. I still <laughs> ignored that part. Yeah. Yeah. But my, 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 here's my thing with the whole Chris Paul thing. Uh, when they got him, I never said they'd make the finals. I never said they'd make the Western Conference finals. I just thought they'd be they'd have a better chance to make it to all those places. Is really what I was trying to say. So I know you have sure. high standards, Chris. Well, they have to win a championship for to be accepted. I get that. I'm just saying <laughs> they have to just get to Game Seven and get to the Western Conference, or maybe Game Seven of the Western Conference Finals. That's good enough for to say it was a successful season for. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, yeah. obviously, I don't think they feel that way, but I would, I would tend to agree with you. Uh, you um, shouldn't. You shouldn't. Like I wouldn't. If I yeah. was an actual Rockets yeah, fan, they, I would they not shouldn't. be happy with that. Yeah. 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 Exactly. But no, I would tend to agree with you. Um, as far as as far as the original question, do I think they will make the Western Conference Finals? Um, no, I don't. I just I. I, I gotta see it in action. I really do. I like they gotta prove me wrong. I'm I'm still at the point where I think that kind of like Jawan said, there's just too many teams who can match up against them, and for them to stay hot throughout the whole playoffs in in seven game series, like one after the other, um, I know I just <clears throat> I just I'm not I'm not confident enough to think that they could win. Um, Two series, seven-game series against quality Western Conference opponents, um, and and make it there. I I just I'm not sure they can. I mean, obviously, OKC's yet to prove themselves, but they've obviously improved their starting lineup. Um, it's not like their bench was ever great. I mean, they lost Canner, which obviously hurts. But I think once they figure out how to That's play the team, if Billy Donovan can ever figure out how to play this team. Um, I, I think I think they will they will be a formidable opponent in a in a seven game series. Um, I mean, also if, if you look at a team uh, like New Orleans, uh, the way that they can kind of pound them inside that's a, that's a big weakness um, because you know I mean I guess they could try to pull out Bamute. But if AD's healthy, like, he ain't going to stop Bamute. And Capella's great. He's a really good player, but he ain't going to stop Cousins either. And he ain't going to be able to guard Cousins on the perimeter. And (laughs) if he does try to guard Cousins on the perimeter, that's just going to leave the lane open for AD. Um, And I don't necessarily – I'm not saying that, like, Houston's going to lose to to a team like New Orleans. I just think that New Orleans could carry a series long enough to kind of – and, and, like, really kind of bang on them inside to, to, to you know, cause some problems uh, for them and cause some fatigue. And, and that's what we ended up seeing last year with James Harden. Um, and, Paul's, and, and Paul's old. Like, he's not old, old, but, I mean, he's, he's getting up there. And, you know, for him to be your kind of your guy – um, who's going to help alleviate the minutes of James Harden and, and keep him fresh. I don't know if that's necessarily the best route. And, you know, let's not forget, I mean, granted, it's not like Chris Paul is, it's not like he's injury prone in the sense of like uh, a Joel Embiid where it's like, you know, 
he he's getting an injury that's that's you know sitting him out for the season, but he always seems to come up with an injury in in a pivotal time again. Um, but anyway, uh, when he, he can't afford it, and I I don't know. I mean, maybe that's maybe that was just the Clippers' bad luck. Maybe there is a curse of the Clippers. Um, Clippers are uh, having gotten better. It, <laughs> yeah, we're 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 about to get there, um, but I don't know, man. I I I wouldn't bet on it. I would not bet on it. I I think there are too many other good teams, and obviously, like you mentioned, uh, Juwan, the Spurs. Once they get Kawhi back, Rudy Gay's been playing well. Um, Kyle Anderson's been playing well in in his absence, but they're just they're no Kawhi Leonard. Once they get him back, um, I think the fact that they haven't had him. Has has kind of made Aldridge step up and play a yeah. lot better. I would and I would even say he's an all star this year right now at the moment. I, I, me too, man. I mean, even in the stacked West, I mean, he's just playing so mm-hmm. well, like so well. Um, and you know, a lot of the the players that we thought would be playing really well have either been hurt or have not like played up to what we thought they would be. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely think Aldridge is an all-star this year, thus far anyway. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he's just playing great. I mean, like I said last week, he, he's my most improved player, which I know he won't be because it's it's not used. The, the award is not used in that regard. It's not used for a guy who's been in the league as long as LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, but, I mean, right. if you just look at – I mean, if you just look at it and, and – from from the eye test, I mean, how he's played this year versus last year, it's remarkable. He has played so much better. Um, so, I mean, I think there's a I, lot um, of obstacles. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Juwan. No, no, no. Uh, I'm sorry. I was I was I was I was trying to wait till you uh, wrapped up this segment. I just wanted to say really quickly. I just saw this. Seeing LeBron hit the shot that put the the Cavs uh, over the uh, over the Kings, and then him saying "I run this mother effort" is possibly the greatest thing I've seen all day today. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Just wanted to throw that yeah. out there. I mean, hey, that's that's LeBron for you. I mean, he does run that mother, you know. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, he, he's. He's the king for a reason, man. He's, he's the king of the league. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean. He should that, go to the king. To me. That's where he should go. And become <laughs> king of kings. Oh, the king of kings? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. that, that would be – that would be one team that he would not be able to carry. <laughs> I'm sorry. God bless him. If there was ever a team that LeBron James could not carry, it would be the Sacramento. <laughs> Sacramento. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, I don't know. I don't. I, I I'm I'm warming up. In closing, I'm warming up to Harden and Paul playing together. I still don't know if it's enough. Um, I still feel like their biggest hole is at the forward position, which there's not a lot of really good power forwards in the league anymore. There's just not. There's like seven of them. <laughs> and um, a dying breed. That, that's really what they need. That's that's really their biggest hole because um, that and a little bit of depth um, in the guard position. 
positions, um, I think would help them out tremendously. But, you know, I mean, obviously that wasn't on the table. They got Chris Paul because that was who they could get, and I don't blame them for that. I mean, you you get who you can get, and mm-hmm. you don't pitch a fit. Same thing um, like the LeBron Sixers thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but anyway, let's move on. Uh, we're going to talk injuries. Um, this season has been crazy with injuries. Um, before I before I really get into the topic, who the fuck is shuffling shit around? <laughs> oh no. Yeah. That's yeah. The one. Sorry. <laughs> Mutual self. <laughs> um, but uh, but. No, before before we really jump into this topic, I, has there been a like? Is it just me, or does it seem like the injuries have been up this year, Joel? I'm, I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure numbers why how that how that works, um, but it feels that way because it feels it like does. every week somebody new goes down, and it sucks because <laughs> it starts with Boston. <laughs> You know, that's the first thing that happens. It started that way. Boston, uh, Hayward goes down out for the season. Yep. Terrible fucking disgusting-looking injury. Like, holy shit, that should, have been, that should have been like a foreshadowing. Nothing good comes after this because everyone's going to get hurt at some point. Uh, Cleveland got fucked over now with Tristan Thompson and Mount Shumpert. They already had Isaiah Thomas out from uh, postseason surgery. Um who else had some uh, big um, Philadelphia well, well, dealing hold with Fultz's injury? Hold on. What? Yeah, hold on just a second, because I'm gonna I'm gonna go okay. through it. I got a okay. list. You got it. And it's oh, not you a, got it. It's right. it's not a comprehensive list, but we'll just okay. we'll just throw out some players here. Right. So we got Gordon and and Jeremy Lin on opening night. Isaiah Thomas, Kawhi Leonard, That's and right. Jabari mm-hmm. Parker are obviously still out. Um, from their mm-hmm. either preseason or last season injuries. Uh, Steph Curry and Devin Booker just went down this week. And then we've had a slew yeah. of injuries between then and now, whether it be John Wall, Chris Stapps, Cantor, Markel Fultz, D'Angelo Russell, Hardaway Batum, Fuck. Hardaway. Yeah, Hardaway's now out for like at least two weeks. Uh, Schroeder yeah. uh, set out for, for a bunch of games earlier this season. Alfred Payton was out a bunch of games. Anthony Davis, Mike Conley, mm-hmm. Tony Parker, obviously was out at the for the beginning of the season, just came back. Wilson Kawhi Chandler, Leonard. Paul Millsap. Uh, yeah, I said Kawhi. Uh, Rudy Gobert, Larry Nance Jr., Blake Griffin, Danilo Gallinari, Patrick Beverly, Kevin Durant has set out through various times. Uh, George Hill. I mean, that's just a, to name a few. Um, obviously, you, you mentioned Tristan Joe Thompson. Johnson. Yeah, Rodney <laughs> Hood, Joe Johnson. You mentioned Tristan Thompson and Amon Shumpert. I mean, it really does seem like they've just been at an all-time high this season. It's been crazy, yeah. the amount of injuries that we've had this season. Yeah. It's not nice. I don't like it. I hate it when it happens like that because I like seeing teams go at each other at full strength and they're kind of – you know, I know you always got to deal with injuries in some capacity, but it's really it could really some teams can't handle it. Like the Spurs have somehow shown it doesn't matter who's hurt, they can pull it off and segue. Right. And not every team is made that way. So, and a significant injury could be one of your better players. Like what happened with New York uh, last week? They were at they had Canner and and out, and that started the beginning of like a losing streak. And now you got Hardaway out. So it's like 
it's like a, a domino effect, and it's like, what the hell? It's just not cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially for for your team, um, Angelon's team. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, you 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 were legitimately looking at a potential, I would say, six seed, six seven seed. Mm-hmm. Granted, I know they were higher than that at some point, but I, I mean, I never. But personally, never gave him any any credence to to be any higher than six. Um, but they, I mean, they were playing really, really good basketball. Um, and right. then you know, Cantor goes down. Persinius is in and out of the lineup because of his back and everything else. And and now you've got you know Hardaway out. Um, obviously, Neil Neilikina, um, who I know is yeah, he was out know, too. But I mean, he's he's had some games. Um, like yeah, I mean it's it really is crazy. I mean, and the Hawks have had that too. They have right now. John Collins and Dwayne Dedman are out. Um, Schroeder's been oh, out. Oh wow, really? various times of the year. Ilyasova yeah. was out. Um, yeah, Ilyasova had been out earlier in the year. Marco Bellinelli had been a little banged up at some point in the year. Of course, we couldn't get lucky and just have it be Bazemore. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, but uh, it, it, like. It, it's just been a season. Like I think, if you take any particular team, they have had a slew of injuries. I mean, Jawan, are we crazy? Has there has the in, injuries been higher this year, or are we just paying more attention to it because we're actually covering this shit now? Yeah, no, they're fun. a lot higher. <clears throat> they're a lot higher, and they're a lot higher to. Uh, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Uh, Teams that um that are uh, I'm trying to think of the word publicized more. So teams that are uh, on television a lot, teams that get a lot of recognition. Uh, these injuries are affecting those teams. So it's a lot. It's it's more so in the media, uh, in the mainstream media now, because of the teams that they're affecting. But I mean, these injuries have been around for the longest. All I'm trying to figure out is um, how these many injuries happen in a day and age where we have technology to know more? Because I feel like back in the day, these injuries happened, but never at this amount. Like, I just never recall it. I, I just don't recall it. I recall players being injured maybe as they started to, to hit their last legs. But early on in their career, like these devastating injuries, Jabari Parker's devastating injuries, Rose, like I just don't recall this back in the day. And I thought we'd <clears throat> be better prepared for it with the amount of rest that they give these guys, um, you know, just the technology and stuff that we have. But it, it, it's definitely at a larger uh, clip. I, I don't think we're just noticing it because we're, we're we're doing what we're doing. It's definitely at a larger clip. Um, but usually in the past couple of seasons, outside of maybe Kobe, um, like huge, huge, huge injuries were happening to like teams that weren't even making the playoffs necessarily. So it, it wasn't as talked about as it is like now. A, like a Ruby Gay down. injury. Right, right, right. Uh, so it's being talked about more now with, with Hayward out for the season. Uh, the Nets started the season looking really good. So that Lynn injury, um, you know, hurt them, hurt them early. Uh, Curry uh, uh, very recently. Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a, a lot of these, a lot of these, uh, high caliber players are getting injured, and you just you never want to see anyone get injured, but especially 
some of these main guys. So yeah, it's it, it, it's a lot more now, um, and well, it's still I still don't get it. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, and here's the thing: you bring up a really good point because the league and we we've talked about this. The league said that they were going to start the season earlier so that they could spread out the games to kind of prevent as many injuries, which was kind of the sugarcoating of we want our stars not to to sit and rest. Um, do you, why hasn't this worked? Why why are there more injuries if we if we were spreading the games out more? Do you think it maybe has anything to do with with them starting the season two weeks earlier? Um, maybe less preparation, um, and maybe not that this will happen in the long run, but maybe in the short term, a little less preparation kind of hurt some of these guys get into total game shape. Um, that they normally would have two extra weeks to kind of prepare their bodies and really get into game shape. Because, you know, we're all victims of routine. And so, you know, if you didn't adapt, if you didn't have the foresight to, to start to, to adapt your routine to the way the league was going to start the season earlier, do you see any correlation with that? Uh, potentially, Joel? I think it's quite possible that's the issue. Um, starting early, they probably didn't get enough time to work it in, and they go right into intense game playing. Uh, it could it could be a factor. But also, you have to remember, sometimes shit just happens, and some freak actions sure. happen, and there's nothing that all the training in the world is not going to stop you from, from what happened to Gordon Hayward. That's not, right. It doesn't matter when you started. Shit happens, you know? Right. Other little wear and tear things like a stress, uh, stress fracture or not whatever the strain that like Tim Hardaway has right now that might that could yeah, have been or, a factor in that happening or uh, Conley's or Conley's uh, uh, injury that's kind of been his Achilles I think has been just kind of right. a, a lingering injury stuff like that, that. maybe he that, didn't that have time to... to right get into shape yeah. for it like get right. get his body prepared for it not that these guys don't work out all summer for that but you know. Yeah, but, like, I think maybe we, we we sit here and we're like, oh, two weeks, what's the difference? But, like, maybe that two weeks means a lot to these guys um, that, you know, we didn't necessarily – and maybe they didn't necessarily, obviously, um, uh, plan for. Really? Um, obviously, mm-hmm. they have a they, – they now have a shorter offseason to, to relax and need to start – preparing to be game ready sooner than they would have um, in years past. Um, Jawan, do you, I mean, do you think that there's potentially any, any correlation there? Uh, they are, but I do think it's also important of us, and Joel did it, um, to point out that a, not a lot, but most of these injuries that happened uh, this season, uh, some of them were freak accidents. Gordon Hayward, that that's something that, you know, obviously – Two months, <laughs> uh, you know, um, let alone two or three weeks, wouldn't have uh, better prepared him for that. Same with no. Lynn, I, I feel. Uh, Curry's been having I don't know. Lynn's, had, that, Lynn's see- had that kind of lingering injury. I mean, I, I give you a lot more credence with Hayward because that was just came out of nowhere. Yeah, no, no, no. 
I was just saying uh, a lot of these guys, and we also have to to think about this: guys that are getting injured uh, this late in the in the season. Obviously, it's still early, but um, we're a few months out from from the the start of the season. If most of these inju- injuries happen closer to the the start of the season, then I think we could uh, fully put it on that. Uh, the same way I put a lot of injuries in in football when. Uh, when a team plays Sunday and then has to play again Thursday. Uh, I, I put a lot of injuries that happen on Thursday that. in that. Very easy fix for that. Um, you just extend the season to, by one week, and then you give every team that plays Thursday a bye week before that. So they play Sunday, they get their bye week, and then they play Thursday. So they get like 11 games rest, and then they play the next Sunday, and then they – get, like, another 10 games rest, boom, done. Yeah. Just, just, done. Just I agree. Um, but anyway. But because we're – yeah, no, but because we're so far out from the, the start of the season, you could say that these are injuries that maybe if the NBA wasn't forcing teams to have to play uh, these nationally televised games, uh, that they'd sit out uh, a, a few more of those to get a little bit more rest. So these lingering issues – to kind of have a little bit more time to heal. Um, but, yeah, uh, we've seen a lot of – well, not a lot, but we've seen a few horrific injuries, um, obviously not as to the extent of, of Hayward's, but just some, like, really sad injuries happened uh, so far this season. Um, but, yeah, I, I can see the point you're making of that prep time that you're kind of taking away for us to start sooner that does help and we can't just overlook it. But I'd even go as far as to say uh, you're seeing the effects of, I can't even remember the last time I saw Curry since the season started, sit a game. And, you know, certain things like that could, could start to grow. I personally think um, if I'm the Warriors, I want to keep, it, they were saying the timetable might be two to three weeks. I know that's a consistent problem with Curry, his, uh, uh, his ankle. His, his, his ankle. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I would go on the, the side of, of caution. I'd keep him out maybe a month or two, um, only because the, yeah. the the more he plays on that, the more he plays on that, who knows what could happen. And like I said, that is Curry's biggest uh, issue is his ankles. So I'd leave him out for a, a long time. And this is why it helps to have a Durant. Um, him, Clay, and Draymond – they can all kind of hold the fort down, and you just got to let Curry just fully heal. I say two or three weeks isn't enough. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I'm just thinking of, like, a, a GM and, like, one of my main star players has a chronic ankle uh, problem, and he hasn't had it in so long. Now that it's back, that could definitely open the door for a whole lot of uh, bad things. I, I keep him out as long as I possibly can. Yeah, and I totally agree, and I'm going to um, use it as a kind of transition. Um, what does this mean for the league, and how might it affect this season? I mean, with all these injuries, um, you know, obviously, you know, a, an injury like Devin Booker, as bad as it is, I mean, the Suns are going to suck no matter what. So it doesn't really mean a whole lot, but an injury to Seth Curry. I mean that that completely changes the the whole outlook of the 
the playoffs, the the Western Conference, and even the finals. Um, I mean, do you think that given all of these injuries that we've had this season, do you think this will be a season that is kind of defined by um, injuries and do you think that we might see almost an anomaly of uh, a season based on these injuries with the outcome of, of, you know, how it all pans out? Um, I'm going to throw it right back to you, Jawan, on on that notion because I'm going to give Joel a little time to, to work up the nerve to pontificate a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we know he with that. Um, no, I, I, I don't want to say that these injuries will define the season. Um, Curry's, albeit bad, isn't a, a season-ending injury. So I, I don't think we have to go that far. I'd say definitely injuries It is the same ankle that he rolled, though, so than, in 2016 finals. That's that same ankle? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I will say this. The fact that it happened this early – they the they though. should be more prepared um, going forward. So you know now you definitely cannot play him back-to-back games. You know you definitely, if you're up by like 15 points, should not be starting Steph Curry going into the fourth quarter, even if he's on fire. You've got to sit him down. Like there's so many things now that if you're the Warriors – um, you you know, you wish you didn't have to think about, but now that it's happened, you can better prepare him. Because, so, like I said, what, what seems like them and, and the Cavs, I, I don't think the regular season matters to them. I think the postseason is what matters. And now that the West has gotten better, um, you can't afford to not have Curry uh, on the floor for some of these tough games that I, I believe the Warriors are going to play uh, in the playoffs this year, so I don't think I don't think this these injuries will end up defining it. Mainly because Hayward went down, but Celtics look I want I dare say even better without him. Um, so it's not like it's not like kind of like when you look at football and you see a Deshaun Watson go down and the Texans are now hot garbage. So I, I don't think it'll define <laughs> a season. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily defining a season yet. Uh, but if the injuries stay at, like, a, a low <laughs> and we don't have any more season-ending injuries, I think, uh, you know, the NBA will be just fine. They haven't had one yet that's defined uh, a team, let alone uh, a, a season yet. So. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, short of maybe the Hayward injury. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think we all agree that uh, – I mean, maybe I don't. I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth, but I think we all agree uh, that the the Hayward injury, because it happened in his first year with Boston, um, and with all of the players that they currently have, it's it's almost kind of propelled their younger players in, into more pivotal positions. God, why do I keep saying that word and can't even say it? <laughs> um, uh, but but I mean it has I mean they're they they're having to do things that they would not have had to do otherwise, and thus um, gaining a lot more experience from it. So it could, if Hayward comes back completely healthy and doesn't doesn't have any sort of long term repercussions for this injury, I mean it could kind of help them long term uh, or short short term long term, if you will. 
uh, with with having a more experienced young uh, core. Um, but no, I mean, I, I feel you on that. Um, I'm going to throw it to you, Joel. Um, do you think this could? How, I mean, just just in general, I won't I won't I won't make you answer the question. Just in general, what do you think these injuries? What kind of effect do you think they might have on this season? The same they do every year, honestly. Um, the better when the injuries happen early in the season, as compared. What do you want me to say, Nick? <laughs> like I don't know. Like, no, what no, do you want I, me I'm to just. Say? I, no, I, hey man, I want you to say what you want to say. It's just I. Uh, well, then let me say I, what I gotta say. It's not bitching. Jesus. Christ. Okay. Jesus. No, go Look, ahead. Go ahead. Injuries suck. They fucking suck. That's what they do. They suck through a whole year. Now, if it's a season injury, it hurts more. It doesn't hurt Celtics as much because it happened early, and and they have a chance to adapt. The young guys are gonna work better for it, and it showed that the Celtics have been able to evolve because of it. And they're playing really good. But the rest of the league, as they get uh, as, as injuries occur, because they're going to happen, because that's what happens during the season and during through wear and tear, people get hurt. That's just what happens. You just got to adjust. If you get to the playoffs and the injuries get to that point and they're still there, like if Steph Curry is like, even then, it's just, unless he's out for the season, I don't think I don't feel like it's going to really do much postseason unless he gets hurt again in the postseason. Then it's going to probably be, you know, like what happened with Kawhi. Then it could be a problem because then it'll affect the, the series. Then it's an issue. But if it's like during the regular season, it's, it's you just got to survive it. And the good teams will survive it and the bad teams won't. Like the Knicks, this could hurt them the rest of the season because they're not that good. They're decent. But this could hurt their playoff chances if it's if it ha- if it stays for an extended period of time. You understand? And that's where my head is at with that. No, I mean I feel you. I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean I didn't mean to. Uh, I I just I I I chuckled because <laughs> because I I <laughs> shouldn't have even changed the question. I should have just let you, let you roll with roll with it from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> how you were going to answer it um, Because you answered it exactly How I, how I thought you would um, But no man It's all good um, But uh, no I mean I, I think you guys are, are, are pretty much spot on With it I mean I, I think Joel you're right injuries are injuries That happen every year um, But I, I, I don't know I, I just have this inkling And I don't know why but I do I have this inkling this is going to be one of those years where we have just a quintessential injury that just just shapes the way this all turns out. Kind of like what happened in in uh, 2015 when Kyrie got hurt, and that kind of shaped the Western Conference Finals. Like we all knew at that point that Golden State was going to win, or at least we all kind of had had that inkling. Um, and that was that was like kind of the the thing that that was carried throughout that season. Well, if Kyrie hadn't gone down, like we wouldn't have lost. And then the following season, it was like, well, if if, if you know Draymond had got suspended, and then all of the you know uh, LeBron fans and 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 Cavs fans shot back and was like, well, if we had had Kyrie last year, like yeah, blah 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 blah. Um, I think this is going to be one of those blah 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 seasons. I just think it will be. I think I think there's going to be some kind of injury that happens along the way, and it's going to shape it. And 
I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. It just seems like there's way too many injuries that have gone on thus far this year um, for there not to be uh, that kind of talk going on down the stretch. We'll see how it all plays out. I think it'll be really interesting. Um, let's move on. We got hot takes and mock trades. Um, so we finally got you back, Joel. So you get to judge us mm-hmm. on our hot takes and mock trades. Um, I, I, I was surprised. Uh, Juwan actually gave a hot take last week, despite your absence. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He's, he's he's very he's very reluctant to do so, um, but uh, <laughs> very. With, very very. Without further ado, <laughs> let's get into it. What's your hot take of the week, Javon? <sighs> okay. Um, <laughs> he says. <laughs> because the the one I wanted to use for when Joel came back, I used last week. All right. How about mm. this? Go first. Go first. Let me. Let me finalize my, my hot takes. I make sure it's hot okay. enough for Joel's, Joel's No, that's fair enough. My my mock trade is really simple. Um, well, I mean, it's kind of simple. Um, I I think, uh, and there's there's a few reasons why I'm hesitant. If I am the Suns, because this trade involves the Suns. Um, to pull the straight, but I think overall, I think it could be beneficial. Um, I think that the Suns should trade Greg Monroe to the Cavaliers for Tristan Thompson, the Cavaliers 2020 first-round pick, top 10 protected. Now, what the Cavs would have to do in that scenario is move their – current 2019 pick that is um, scheduled to go to the Hawks to this season. Um, much like very similar to what they did last year in order to pull a Kyle Korver trade. Um, they essentially moved uh, their last year's pick uh, or what would have been the this year's draft pick to the trailblazers back to last year's draft. Um, so, I mean, I think they should pull a similar deal here. Um, trade Tristan Thompson for Greg Monroe. The, essentially, the benefits are as follows. The Phoenix Suns get a 2020 draft pick. Now, granted, this draft pick is, is going to be protected. Um, I think it would probably be top 10 protected. Maybe you could negotiate top 8 um, protected. Uh, that that goes without saying. You're not you're not going to get it unprotected. Um, so it, it it's relatively incumbent upon LeBron staying as to how valuable that 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 pick is. If it if LeBron doesn't stay, or if for any reason they don't, that pick does not convey. The Suns would instead get the 2021 and 2000. 22 uh, second round picks from the Cleveland Cavaliers as sort of the um, uh, you know if if it doesn't convey that's what they get so uh, they get Tristan Thompson which is it's not a great contract but it's not bad he would be better than any center when he's healthy 
that they currently have on their roster. He's a little younger. Um, I think he's like 25, 26. Uh, he, he would be a, a piece that they could put in and they could utilize in that center position sort of long-term. And for the Cavaliers, um, essentially you're getting a guy in Greg Monroe who is kind of used to playing that six-man position. Uh, he's played it in Milwaukee. Uh, I think he would fit very well playing behind Kevin Love, and when you want to go big, you put him in, you put Love at power forward. You know, if you want to kind of continue playing the way that they've constructed their lineup this year, um, you just pull him off the bench. He gives you 20 to 22 minutes a game. I think he would fit very well. I think he's a better offensive player than Tristan Thompson. He brings as much defense and rebounding as Thompson does. And most importantly, he's an expiring contract. If you're going to keep LeBron, and I still think Cleveland has to operate with one foot in, one foot out mentality. Um, If you're going to keep LeBron and Isaiah Thomas, you're going to have to free up cap space. You cannot afford to sign both of them not to max deals because LeBron will get a max deal. I don't, I don't buy the notion that Isaiah Thomas is going to get it. He'll get a, I think a Kyle Lowry deal where he gets like a hundred mil over three years, something, something in that range, but that's still a lot of money, like 33 mil a year. It's a lot of money. Um, you can't afford to keep Tristan Thompson's contract if you're going to re-sign Isaiah Thomas. So you make a trade, you give up a first round protected pick, um, you get a slightly better player to fit the role that you want. Um, and I think his his contract is definitely expiring. And I think given the way the league has kind of transitioned, I think if you wanted to, you could re-sign him for a lot less money, maybe $8 million to $12 million a year for, you know, two or three years um, to kind of fit that thinner role um, that Tristan Thompson does at a, at you know, five to seven, eight million less dollars uh, a year, um, and do it even a little better than Tristan Thompson does. Um, I think it makes sense for both sides. I, I think if you, if you can get um, a, a, a reasonable first round pick for Greg Monroe and and get a player who's young enough to kind of fit your system, at, like I think Tristan Thompson is. Um, I think that's not not too shabby. Um, and I think down the road, when Tristan Thompson's contract comes up, uh, you can utilize him as a as a expiring contract to trade, you know, for for something else. Um, I may want, if I'm Phoenix, I probably want Cleveland to throw in the Miami uh, second round pick uh, that they got in the Boston deal, but that's just the minutia. The the main part of it is obviously uh, that first round pick. Um, so I'll throw it to you, Joel. What do you think about that trade? I think um, only way I would accept that trade if it is because of those picks, because I'm not taking Tristan Thompson's contract for any That's reason fair. aside from the first round pick. Yeah, you know, because it's not as e- like if you look at it on face value, it might look like it's kind of even between Greg, Greg Monroe and Tristan Thompson, but it kind of isn't because Greg Monroe does give you a little bit more than other yeah. st- 
statistics. You know what I mean? Uh, Tristan is kind of one note. Uh, he kind of gives you probably a little more energy than Greg Monroe in, in certain mm-hmm. aspects. And and for that reason, I think it's, it's – I mean, it's great for the Cats because they get a, a guy that's already a, a better role player and uh, a guy that's on an expiring contract. <laughs> so it's like a double right. yes for the Cavs. For the sure. Suns, that, that contract sucks ass. But if you give me a first and a second, and I could probably live with it. Um, and I might be well, willing to get those. Here's the other are, thing, too. The first, the, mm-hmm. like, the, the way that the, the Suns' picks are set up, especially the, the reason why they, they set up their protections the way they did with the Suns, or I'm sorry, the, the, the Bucks. They don't necessarily want picks this upcoming season. They want some picks mm-hmm. down the road when they have some expiring contracts and they can free up some space to get Tyson Chandler off their books, to get Jared Dudley off their books. That's when they want their picks to convey. So the fact that you're getting like a 2020 pick, um, that 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 kind of bodes a little better for them. Um, and and that Miami pick could be really valuable because I I mean I feel like Miami. Even though it's a second round pick, I feel like Miami's on the verge of just giving up. I mean, they have to be. Their their lineup is so old, and like Deion Waiters has not been playing well. Goran Dragic is like thirty five years old. Um, Whiteside's like, been hurt, but he's, but he's old. Whiteside's always hurt, and even when he's mm. playing, he's, he's not he's not really that good. He's kind of one note, right? Like I mean, he he, he guards the paint, he blocks shots. Um, like he's 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 better one note than Tristan Thompson is, like by far. Um, but he's no he's no Rudy Bigger. Gobert. Like he's not yeah, right. he's, but he's not Rudy Gobert. Like he's not that good. Um, mm-hmm. and you know I mean they're just they're a team of, they're like an island of misfit players. Like that's what Miami is. Like they just they they don't have <laughs> any star on their team. They just have a bunch of good solid players who are trying to figure it out. Um, but anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, I just wanted to make the point, like the fact that they're getting two picks in 2020 actually helps them. Whereas a lot of teams would want picks like sooner rather than later. Yeah. No. And I, that's, I, that's the reason I'm going to, uh, I'm going to accept the trade because it is later. It's not right away. It's something, it's something Cleveland can worry about in the future. And it's top 10 protected if it doesn't work out. You know what I mean? So I'll right. say yes. I like the trade. Nice. I got a yes out of Joel. I'm happy. Uh, Joel, <laughs> what do you think about the trade, man? Uh, I'm I somewhat – well, let me not say somewhat. I, I agree with Joel. Uh, as much as I am not high on Tristan Thompson at all, uh, I even think him being out is what's propelled uh, the Cavaliers to a degree. Um mm. Yeah, I, I, if I'm Phoenix, I I, I only accept it <laughs> because of the the picks. Uh, I, I don't think highly of Tristan as a player, and I definitely don't like that contract. Um, but definitely with the the idea of the picks and everything, um, I I could wrap my head around that. But man, I I'm not a fan of Tristan Thompson at all, uh, and I hate for uh Phoenix to have to have that but um but yeah 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 I I I I understand the trade and I do like the trade also I just I really do not like Tristan Thompson. Yeah, I mean yeah. I I get that and that's the thing like you're going to have to give 
at least a first and probably a second uh, in order to make that trade work. But the benefits are so good for the Cavs that I think it would be worth it. Um, And, you know, I mean, if you're the Suns, you're not going anywhere anytime soon. You've already got Brandon Knight's contract for three more years. You got Dudley. You got Chandler for two more years. You're at least two or three years away from being competitive. Like, you might as well, you know, get get yourself another draft pick, add it to your staple. Do like you've already got a young core of talented players. You might as well add draft picks via, you know, the way Boston and the way that Philadelphia did, and also, you know, the way that the league is trending as far as um, revamping the draft. Some of those picks could be more valuable than what they used to be. You, you never know. Um, so, some uh, not the picks in this trade, but the picks that they already have. So, I I don't know. I I, I think it would be. I think it makes sense for both parties. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad I finally. Uh, I, I think it's the. First time I've got both of you to agree with me on a trade, so I'm I'm very happy about this. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> nevertheless, uh, I feel like it was a it was a reluctant agreement upon both of your parts, but I understand it because you know Tristan Thompson's contract is pretty egregious. Um, but nevertheless, I'm I'm still happy about yeah. it. Jawan, you've had plenty of time. What is your hot take? <laughs> <clears throat> oh, excuse me. I kind of alluded to this hot take earlier. Damn, it was that hot. But I'm gonna... He's like coughing. <laughs> He's like, God damn. Yeah, I'm sorry. It was. It was burning the roof of my mouth. No, um, <laughs> I, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with it because I, I really feel, oh, excuse me, like this is something that's going to happen this year. Uh, so I'm going to stick with this, and I know it's going to sound super crazy, but that's the point of it. I am going with the New Orleans Pelicans to make the Western Conference Finals this year. God damn. Hmm. I'm sticking with it, and I'm sticking <laughs> with the idea of DeMarcus Cousins still finishing, uh, if not as the MVP, number two in MVP voting. Sticking Ooh, with those two shit. for my hot takes this week. If they get that far, then... He definitely deserves it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, shit. Um, <laughs> it's definitely hot take. <laughs> like, yeah. That's, that's what like, we want in your hot take. That's real hot. <laughs> wait, wait. Yeah, like, I, I, I just want like, <laughs> can I just break this down for a second? Mm-hmm. Um, so I would assume. I, I I don't know like I, you don't like Houston so I would assume they 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 probably beat Houston. Um, but what happens if like what happens the if they go first. up against the yeah like who knows where they're slated? So like if they go up against the Warriors, you think they could beat the Warriors? I mean they right, do have so the two is, bigs. This is this is the conclusion I came down to, and this isn't even implementing any possible trades the Pelicans might do to uh in addition to some free agency that they might do to Which kind of I round out will, but yeah. uh, that rock. Right. They I agree. Should. By the they way I wanna point out this. 
Nick, um, I know you say never compare it. I'm only using it as an example. I okay. put Harrison Barnes on the Pelicans, and can I just say, I fucking love that team. Oh. I, I think I only play as the Pelicans now. I like the idea of Harrison Barnes adding a little bit. No, to that, I mean, uh, I that I've I've actually explored that idea. I, it just it doesn't make sense for the Mavericks. Like. No, like it does, no, it you're does trade, not. If you're going to trade Harrison Barnes, right. Like, the thing is, you want to get, a, obviously, a first-round pick back for him and some young talent. And well, the they, <laughs> they don't, like, you could give them Frank Jackson, but, I mean, I already got Dennis Smith, so I don't really need Frank Jackson. And... Mm-hmm. That they don't really have any other young talent. That's I mean Diallo, yeah. but I mean that guy ain't gonna be yeah. a fucking good NBA player. But so I um, agree with you. It, it's not much yeah. they can offer them, but it only works out for the Pelicans. But I was just saying that I, I I toyed around with that and put them on there and loved it. But to answer your question, um, if you're telling me Anthony Davis, uh, this big three is healthy. Anthony Davis. DeMarcus Cousins, and Rondo. If I can get the three of them healthy for the the entire playoffs, um, and this is what I'm going by in my proclamation, um, if those three are healthy, yeah, I give them a chance to beat Golden State, absolutely, to get to the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely, without a doubt. It's a far cry from I'm the sorry. summer. I just, I just saw <laughs> – yeah, no, I, I completely agree, Joel. I completely agree. <laughs> Um, I just saw DeMarcus Cousins drop, I think it was 40 and 20. And it's just like what he can do on a day-to-day basis, him and AD together, the the Golden State Warriors' biggest issue and the biggest way to turn the NBA back to what it used to be before Curry redefined it is more big men doing big men things in in the post, in the paint breaking it down a lot more, not making it necessarily a a five second kind of kind of play. They're they're actually developing something in the uh in the play and maybe even going inside out even though they don't really have uh efficient shooters like that. Um but yeah, I, I do think the Pelicans, if healthy, those big three specifically, could indeed beat the uh Golden State Warriors. I I am still kind of chuckling at <laughs> it. But Joel said, but Joel, go ahead. Um, it's definitely. I mean, I, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. It is. It is high. It's very hot. Very hot take. Um, I don't hate it though because I do like the Pelicans. I just don't think, as currently constructed, they're strong enough to take on the top tier of the West. Um, maybe after a trade or two, depending what they do. I mean, we'll see what they add. But I think as of right now, they it's just not likely that they'll get that far. Um, I would love to see it because, again, I, I, I like the idea of them playing together. I always thought they would play well together. Um, and they've shown it. But, uh, yeah, you definitely uh, burnt – you burnt – you scorched you scorched my earth uh, with that take. So, yeah. <laughs> I will say, yeah, I, will say this. I will say this really quickly, Nick. Um mm-hmm. to Joel's joke for the for the fans listening just so they have a better idea on that inside joke. I was very strong 
on the Pelicans trading Marcus Cousins uh, to the Celtics. Um, but now I'm just like, yeah, no, don't do that. <laughs> you actually could maybe could maybe do something with uh, with these guys together. So uh, yeah, don't, well, don't don't make that trade. Keep keep these guys together. Yeah, I mean, and and I was too. And I mean, I I mean, I I've got no problem being wrong. I'm all about like saying what I think at the time, and then later on being like, no, I wasn't right. Like I'm not. It's all good. Like I don't, I don't have any problem like being like, nah, I was, I was being stupid, um, and I was. Uh, I mean, I, I think, and even my uh, mock trade last week, um, I think kind of reflects that. I think if they can turn a first round pick and some of their toxic contracts into a valuable player who can work well, I mean, and obviously a, a, a guy who can play the three um, and preferably like yeah. the three and Anybody. the four. Yeah. I mean, like Damari Carroll. <laughs> yeah. Well. Not a bad one. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I really do. I think that um, I really do. I think if they can, if they can do that, they set themselves up not only long-term but short-term to, to be effective, I, I mean, I, I I think if they make the moves, maybe. If they don't make any moves, there's no fucking chance. Because the, the supporting cast that they have around them just doesn't work. I mean, it's just not it's not good enough for them to make the Western not Conference Finals. Not enough. Not enough. Not even close. Um, if they could get somebody like Harrison Barnes, I just, like, again, like, I, I would love Ooh. that because he's he would totally fit that bill. He would be great. He can play mm-hmm. the three. He can play the four. He's versatile. Um, he's young. I mean, he's on a slightly overpaid contract, but in today's NBA, everybody is. So, you know, what is an overpaid contract? Um, right. But just, there's no way that they can make – I mean, they would have to give up two first-rounders and, you know – probably, like, even additional second round. Like, you're not going to give up that much for Harrison Barnes. You're not going to give up what you would have to give up to get Harrison Barnes. So, yeah. yeah. he's not worth that much. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's what, that's what you know, obviously what Dallas is going to want. So, yeah, it's, that's just not going to happen. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say nay on that. Uh, we need to wrap it up, but before we do, Joel, hot takes, mock trades. Who gets the needle towards uh, the winning column for this one? What would be winning in this case? Like, uh, which I like more? Is that what it is? Or... No, no, no. <laughs> which is crazier? Crazier? Uh, yeah, definitely the New Orleans winning, getting to the final. Is that what that was? What it was? Like getting all the way to the West? It was, the, it was the Western Conference Finals. Jawan wins. Yeah, that was a little. That was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there's everybody for you. Anyway, thank you everybody for joining us tonight. Another great episode of Full Court Press. Join us on Sunday for another awesome episode of Geek Vibes Live. We're going to be talking about so much awesome stuff. It's going to be terrific. Uh, hopefully, hey. We might even have a deal in place between, uh, well, 
Fox we'll get Disney. to that on Sunday. Yep. Uh, thanks, guys, and have a great night. Peace.